Seven footers gang, welcome back. It's Gerard and Jenna. We didn't mean to leave you hanging, but everybody needs a little all-star break. Got to, man. Got to take a little break, you know, recharge the batteries. You know how it is, but we're back, Jenna. We are back, baby. We are back like LeBron <laughs> after an injury. I don't know. I just had to think something LeBron S obviously show. Obviously. Clearly, but we don't have time for that, Gerard, because we have to talk mm. about the aftermath, or should I say the backlash from NBA All-Star Weekend in Salt Lake City, Utah. The Jazz hosted this year. Dwayne Wade was all over the place. You guys know he's the part owner, of course, in the team. But Really bad reviews. Really, <laughs> really mixed reviews. I mean, again, you know that that's our, like, stomping grounds for, you know, hanging out with our friends, yet, you know, right. grinding. But from a non-reporter standpoint, a lot of people weren't happy between the dunk contest and everything else that went on. Who was it? Um, Mike Malone said it was the worst All-Star game that oh, he's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, ever yeah. been played. I mean, there's so much to unpack. But, yeah. you know, what are you going to say about this? What's the deal? I, I mean, John, like, it's All-Star Weekend. Like, what do you guys think this is supposed to be? Like, I just, you know, I think a lot of people, Jenna, have this, like, nostalgic memory of what All-Stars used to be, like, mm -hmm. back in the 90s and what have you. And it used to be different. And it felt more of, like, a, um, an event and a big deal. But since the advent of League Pass and social media and all these things, we see these stars are ubiquitous. We see these. I don't need to turn on the All Star game to go watch Nikola Jokic, right? In years past, when League Pass didn't exist, if I wanted to catch David Robinson on the Spurs and he wasn't on a national TV game, I had to wait till All Star to see him, right? I can see anyone, anytime, whenever I want, right? Like, so I feel like the, you know, that was one of the big draws for All Star was that stars that, like, wherever you lived, if you were an East, East Coast person and you had the Knicks and whomever, it was like, Okay, you see those teams, right? And you see the national game with the Bulls and whoever, but maybe you didn't see Phoenix or the Lakers much or, you know, the Utah Jazz or whomever. But now you see whatever team, whenever you want. That's the one thing. I think the ubiquity of the players. The other thing is, yes, the superstars no longer do the dunk contest, right? Gone are the days where Vince Carter... And always in Michael Jordan, Dominique Wilkins did it back in the day. Like, oh, that it's over. Like, superstars don't do it anymore. Look, I would like to tell you I know why, but they just don't. It is what it is, right? Um, but when you are having an event that is supposed to be for the casual fan, casual fans want to see the famous people they know. The famous people they know in the NBA are LeBron James, Giannis, Kevin Durant, right? Steph Curry. Like, these are the people they know. And they want to see those people because those are household names. Well, that's just not the case anymore, right? Um, in three-point contest, you will get some names, right? Steph and Clay have both won it. They've done it in the past. But it, it's just not that situation anymore. And the other piece about this, Jenna, is, is that, and I know fans don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. These players are exhausted. Yeah. They would rather be anywhere else than at All-Star Weekend. Like, we are two-thirds of the way through the season. These guys have grinded through 60-something games already. They just want a mm -hmm. break. They want to not see their teammates. 
They want to they want to go to a beach somewhere, go home to their mama's cooking, whatever. Just get away from all of this for a bit, right? Just like how you know we need vacations in our jobs. Like, oh, gotta get out of here. I need a break, right? That's mm-hmm. what they want. They want a break. Now, yes, you're all gonna be like, but they're on. They get paid billions of. The- okay, fine, whatever. Oh yeah. God, that's what the money's for. I understand, but that doesn't mean that you want to be thinking and doing this twenty four seven, right? And the other big piece, Mike Malone said it's the worst All Star game he's ever seen. This is, this is not a real basketball game. These guys are not trying to get hurt out there. So, of course, they're not going to be going hard. And, like, again, they would rather be anywhere else than where they are. And from a media standpoint, for us, Jenna, like, there's nothing on the court that, like, we go there for, right? Like, we go yeah. for, we schedule, if we're if we go to All-Star Weekend, it's because we've scheduled ahead of time interviews with mm-hmm. specific players, right? Through their shoe company, their agent, or whatever, yeah. to get exclusive one-on-one access for some video or for a short <laughs> pod or yeah. what or what have you, right? That's our that's our business side, right? One of our business pieces. The other piece is for us to network and you know tap in with our sources in and around the league and around the game, right? Okay, cool. And then the third part, full transparency is when reps at our favorite brands like Jordan brand and whomever invite us to parties and we get swag and whatever, but actual like on the floor, all-star stuff. No. Yeah. Nobody even really stays for the all-star game. I mean, the veteran move is when you're a, 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 someone involved like journalists, like we are with the NBA is you get in, you fly in Thursday night, right? Yep. Key is to get there early. Uh Uh-huh. Thursday evening. Or late afternoon, mm-hmm. and you fly out Sunday morning before the game. Yes, like, that's, yes. That's, 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 that's the all-star secret, right? That's the goal. That's what we're trying to do. So, and again, the arena is not even filled with actual NBA fans. It's partners and sponsors, friends of partners and sponsors, family members of partners and sponsors. It's filled with NBA employees, NBA mm-hmm. employees, family and friends, right? Players, family, and friends. It's like it's not like oh my god, the All Star Game is in you know Chicago, and a bunch of like Chicago Bulls fans, like maybe like I don't know, a thousand of them get in, two thousand, three thousand. Mm-hmm. Rest of the arena, that's not what it is, right? This is a very different thing. So I say all that to say, All Star Game just isn't. It's 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 not that right. It's a league. It's it's an opportunity for the league to have everybody descend <laughs> on a city. You know, people to connect various things. Adam Silver to do his like State of the Union address, and again, mm-hmm. and you guys get you guys might see a couple cool things here and there. You might see a couple of your favorite players like smile and do a like actual basketball. Not for that. One thousand percent. I couldn't agree more. It's it's entertainment. That's what it is. And a lot of people that try to have the argument about it are on the side of basketball and then a lot of people are on the side of entertainment, I think. And of course they go hand in hand. However, if you're really, if you want to see real basketball, you're not going to tune in. It's just, that, it's that, it that, that's the thing, Jenna. It's like the people who are getting mad. They're like, I want to see, but if you want to see a real basketball, why are you tuning into an all-star game? Yeah. Like, you should be taking a break just like them. Right. So, I mean, <laughs> like, whoever. you know what this is. This is not for real. Like yeah. there's no stakes, and everybody's like, "Oh, you got to incentivize the players more, give them more." Money. I, I don't honestly. I don't think they care. They just don't want to do it. Like they're exhausted. They don't want to fly in, and like and the other part about it is the players have. It's not just 
the all-star festivities, like, you know, the showing up for the skills and all that other shit. They have league obligations, right? There are a number of league sponsored things they have to do, right? Hobnob with specific partners that are very important to the league that they have to talk to. Then their own brand and agencies that they work with. It's just nonstop. And then people mm-hmm. like us, oh, you got to go see Gerard for 15 minutes. And it's like, oh, fuck, I want to talk to that dude. Like, yep. like, right? Like, I mean, this is this is what it is. It's just they they, they touch down Thursday night after a game, right? Exhausted. Yeah. And they're just going, going, going. And then by Sunday, of course, they're beat and don't want to. Well, they're going to run around and try hard in the game. They got, yeah. two, they got two days off where they got to be back at practice. Like, no. So, again, I, I understand. I get that fans are angry. But it's like, look, in the arena, <laughs> it's not. I don't. Fans in the arena are not – they're not fans like that. So I don't think anyone yeah. in the arena is angry. For the people at home on TV complaining on Twitter, you've got 9 million other entertainment options. Do something else. Like if you're watching and complaining, you just hate watching it. If that's what you want to do, cool. Hate watch. But own up to what you're doing. You're hate watching it, right? Like yeah. just, just be, be real about what it is, right? It's, I mean, to me, not worth it. Yeah. All right. Well – so, you know, does this need to be fixed? Does it need to be um, blown up? Does I, I it don't. need to be – what would be the solution if you were Adam Silver? I don't think it's going to change, Jenna, because like I said, there are important – there are like a few important league partners. Yeah. And and individuals. So let me, let me be clear about that. I can't really talk too specifically about it because I don't want – but there are specific people – who are involved in partnering with the NBA, right? Their biggest sponsors and partners. And it's about hobnobbing with those people, right? And if the NBA wants to keep its billions of dollars coming in, well, this ain't going to continue. So it ain't going to stop. So get over it. Like it's going to be how it is because it's never going to end. It's never going to get more competitive than it is because the game does not matter. It has zero stakes. It has no impact on playoffs. See, it, it means nothing. Right, it literally means nothing. Um, you know, we had the Elam ending, and it was like, oh, it's kind of cool. And it was like in Chicago, it was really dope. Like, it, like you were like, oh, these guys like are really competing. But again, ultimately, this is not real ball, right? So it is. It's going to remain in in the form that it is. I think you can probably make the three point contest last because that seems to be more of the exciting one as opposed to the dunk contest because yeah you know superstars aren't doing dunk contests i mean john Morant already said i'm not doing it so stop asking me right like so i mean you're just not going to see those kinds of things so you'll still see stars do the three-point contest make that the highlight i would get rid of the skills competition that's just dumb like, it, like it, there's no point there's no just point no, there's just no point in that like honestly do three point i would pare it down if i'm being honest and i pare it down just do uh, dunk three point on Saturday. Let's not have it long and drawn out, melodramatic, quick. Like, it, why are we drawing this? And I know why we're drawing out because you got the advertisers and blah blah blah. But pair that down. The rookie sophomore rising stars game on Friday. That's fine. Like, that's perfectly fine. You want those guys to do whatever. Yeah. Sure. Celebrity game, whatever. I mean, that's neither here nor there for me. And the game itself on Sunday again. You're not. I, I don't know what you're expecting. It's not going to be game seven of the finals. Like, it's just not. Right. You're not getting that level of intensity. Oh man, you kill me. Well, another year has gone by, and Gotta keep it real. you know what? I wasn't, I wasn't too sad to miss this one. <laughs> I wasn't. At first, I was. You know, I was in my feels, but no. And again, for for us, Jenna, it's about we're gonna go 
I mean, you know, we do tease about Utah, it's cold, but it's about what can we do and get lined up ahead of time, right? Yes. If we're, if we're getting exclusive one-on-ones and, okay, then it's like, all right, I got these two or three interviews. Maybe it's like had a Jordan brand and it's like two players. Great. Okay. That's dope stuff. Now I can be like, okay, it's perfect. I can make the argument to go with myself, which is like, all right, now I can mm-hmm. hobnob with like, you know, my sources and different people in yeah. the league, right? And then it's like, okay, here's my invite to this place and this thing and that. Cool, right? But if it always starts with the work. If I can't guarantee and set up one-on-ones and what, exactly. what I'm, I'm going to travel all that way to get canned quotes that like I can uh, yeah, and it wasn't a two-hour flight to Chicago. Right. It was like, like, right. I mean, it's just it. There's just not. There's no. There's no. There's no reason for it. Right. It's yeah. Just, it's unnecessary. Exactly. All right. Let's close the book on that one because we have to talk about the sorcery that happened overnight <laughs> while we were sleeping. Um, yeah, we haven't. We haven't had a podcast since this happened. We haven't. Um, and I just been waiting to hear your thoughts because again, I call it sorcery because we woke up. And Kevin Durant just whoop, took a leap over to the West, just went to the West Coast, left us here in the East, a couple hours <laughs> ahead here, and w- with a bunch of questions. He requested a trade, of course, guys. You guys know by now you heard the news, the Woj Bomb, KD to the Suns. Now the Suns are automatic championship contenders, of course, <laughs> now that you know Chris Paul can lead and do Chris Paul things, and KD mm-hmm. has the pressure off of him, and D-Book can thrive, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the list and, goes yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, now Aiton's all of a sudden happy. He doesn't need the bag <laughs> that he was asking for because he got Kevin Durant, so he might get a ring now. <laughs> There's so much to unpack here. Um, what the hell? And that was a couple days, of course, after, you know, yeah. uh, they traded Kyrie to the Mavericks. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Nets, completely different team that they're yeah. looking at there. But, hey, coach signed an extension and yeah, gave Mon. some great role yeah. players. Oh, I mean, yeah. Let's uh, chat. Cam Johnson, Mikhail Bridges. Yeah, Jock Mon has been in multi-year extensions and a great job with them. I think, Jenna, it's interesting what you said because it was it happened a couple days after Kyrie. And I thought that, to me, was so illustrative. How those two trades went down was so illustrative of one, their time in Brooklyn, and two, how the Nets and both players felt about the organization. Kyrie wanted to go to LA. That's where he wanted to go. Yeah, I was very surprised about that Mavericks move. The Nets, Josiah, Sean Marks, had no impetus or desire to do anything that he wanted. And why should they? Because at every turn, he undermined the organization, right? We've talked about it ad nauseum on this podcast. Yeah. Not showing up to work, every right? Taking unexcused absences. Like, there's always something. And then going public and ugly with your trade demand, right? Because you knew they weren't going to re-sign you. Because you thought after behaving for six weeks, that was good enough to get you a four-year full max extension. I'm sorry, what? You show up to work for six weeks and you're quiet and you think that's that's going to erase the last three years that we've seen what you've done here you know sorry my friend and the nets rightfully so wanted to put conditions in the contract to ensure to protect themselves we spoke about it right he didn't want those conditions well is what it is conversely kevin durant had a public trade demand in the summer the two sides eventually met said they would come back but jenna they were always in constant dialogue 
And Durant and the team agreed. Yeah, you come back and come play like you always do and show up. We will do our best to put the best pieces around you. If for whatever reason it starts to tank or go sideways for <laughs> obvious reasons because Kyrie is here or whatever else happens, we will work with you behind the scenes to move you to Phoenix because we know that that's where you want to go. All right. Jenna, the Nets worked with Kevin. And so once Kyrie went down and it was like, okay, we're, we're losing a bunch of games and then they're not going to re-sign him. And it's like, okay, like, I just feel like, I don't know what's going on here. He wants out. Like if he wants out, I just, you know, let's try to get me where I want to go. If for mm-hmm. some reason I, you can't get me to Phoenix now, I'll, I'll play out the rest of the season. We'll see as, as far as we can go. And in the summer, you'll work to get me to, to Phoenix. Both sides did that and agreed to keep everything quiet, not leak anything out in the media or say anything about anything. Lo and behold, what happens? Kevin ends up in Phoenix, right? He gets to go where he wants. The Nets get back what they, right? Everybody wins in the scenario, right? And the lesson there is, is that, well, and look, this is not to say that Kevin Durant, like, was perfect during his time in Brooklyn. But it's to say that when you come to work and you show up and do what is right, people are willing to work with you. When you're not, well, you see what happens. And it was illustrative for the comments from Sean Marks about both of them when they left. There's really nothing that they said about Kyrie and it was glowing things about Kevin Durant. And actually, the social media team was funny because Kyrie got traded first. They did not put out any kind of thank you, da, 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 whatever, nothing. I going to say that, yeah. And then Durant gets traded. They immediately... Thank you, Kevin. Video, whatever. They eventually put out like a thing for Kyrie, but like clearly, like it was, you know, th- they were sending a message that they were not thrilled with how Kyrie comported himself when he was there. Even the way he handled himself, and again, not to poke fingers at him, but even the way he spoke about the Nets when he got to um, mm-hmm. Dallas, Dallas, yeah, as opposed to the way Kevin spoke, spoke about, right. again. I don't know what happened behind closed doors, but Kyrie sounded a little salty and kind of like like, nothing but love for those guys. Like, you know, like it's just, it's, it's about being a professional when we leave jobs or whatever happens, there may be hurt feelings or whatever, but you and I know you don't trash bosses and former places out in public to in mixed company where other people might hear, like no matter what you actually feel about the situation, right? Yeah. You you conduct yourself in a certain manner, a professional manner. Well, Durant did that. Kyrie did not. All right. And that is that is a reality. And you know, look, kudos to the Nets. They got back a ton of draft capital, some great young players, right? So the Nets will be a fun team. They're actually, it's funny, like they're like how they were before they got Katie and Kyrie, just a little bit better than that, actually. Um, so yeah, right? they're fine. The culture is back. back. It's back. It's back. I love it. You love to see it. And I love that they extended coach. And mm-hmm, I think that's mm-hmm. awesome. Um, but this is going to be interesting once KD gets out there with mm-hmm. the Suns. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, look, the Suns, prior to this, right, Booker was injured for a bit and they were faltering, mm-hmm. right? They had a good start to the season, but then Booker got injured. Chris Paul wasn't playing well and they started slipping. And Prior to that, I was like, this team isn't going back to the conference finals. I was like, they got no shot. Well, now you have a shot, right? You have Kevin Durant. So things have changed. You have a shot to get back to the conference finals and a shot to get to the NBA finals. Um, You know, look, you need to be good, very good, and lucky to win an yeah. NBA championship. 
So I'm not going to say the Suns are the favorites clear out, but because they have some depth issues, um, mm-hmm. you know, beyond those 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 four guys that are starting. And they're, those are big, big four pieces. We'll see what they can do and fill out the rest of the roster and who else can be. Usually what it's like about in the playoffs, Jenna. Can you play as little bad players as possible and for the least amount of time, right? That That's the goal, right? That that's is a the goal. really great way to put it when you dumb it down. I mean, but it's really what it is, right? Like, think about <laughs> it. Like, when your star players go to the bench, do you maintain your lead? Do you sink? Do you right? And the thing about the playoffs is, as I say it all the time, you don't get to play Houston and Charlotte and San Antonio and Detroit, right? All the dregs of the league. Everybody is good. No back-to-backs. So we have all the film and scout on what you like to run. We're going to hunt your weakest player. Every Right? It's all the different things that make playoff basketball so different than regular season, right? It's like you can't hide. And it's like, ah, we got a second, second, You're back exposed. to back. Everything is exposed. So you want to limit your terrible parts. You're, you want to limit that exposure, right? So that's the goal. Teams that win limit that exposure, right? And so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But look, I think Booker, Durant, Paul, Ayton, I mean, that's as good a top four as anybody has in the league. It's going to take them some time to work the kinks out. They got about 20 two 23 games left uh don't know when durant's back uh they, their first game i think is on friday not 100 percent sure if he's cleared for that game yet but let's say he plays 17 games right they're gonna kind of have to get into a groove and you know if they can it might be a nice springboard to get them on a nice little streak of playing well so that they're ready for the postseason oh you love to see it i'm over here crying about chris paul possibly winning his first ring and then i'm also <laughs> thinking about wait till they win a couple straight and everybody's like oh my god champion. <laughs> so, you know how it is you know those narratives change of course had to lay it out there all right this is all the time that we have for guys because mm-hmm. again we are still enjoying our all-star break and we got some more basketball coming up so stick with us as always, guys, you want to find us Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, at Seven Voters Pod on Twitter, at Seven Voters Podcast on Instagram, at JS Hector, at Jenna Lemon Selly. And until next time, everybody, peace. <laughs>